What's up, Ascenders? This is episode 9 of Awaken with intuitive development coach Janet Raftis. Here's what's coming up. So intuition is being able to connect into, read, or translate subtle energies. Subtle energies being energies that aren't readily visible to the naked eye, or it doesn't have to just be sight, it could be touch, hearing, etc. Our higher selves, our soul energy, communicates with us through our body, and our body will tell us if something feels aligned or not. Welcome back to another episode of Awaken brought to you by Ascend. I'm Brian Henry, the founder of Ascend and your host. On Awaken, it's our mission to facilitate progress towards the ongoing process of collective awakening, the shift to more expansive and higher functioning states of consciousness. On the show, I explore the experiences and ideas of our special guests to support you in heightening your state of consciousness, improving your health, and manifesting abundance so that we may transcend and rise to our potential. If you'd like to contribute and be a part of this movement towards collective awakening, we'd love to have you join us at our Ascenders Facebook group. In the group, there's a lot of positivity being spread and a lot of wisdom being shared because we understand that when we come together, we are most powerful. And that is the core value of our community. So if you'd like to join us, you can do so at www.togetherweascend.com forward slash community. Hope to see you there. We all exist in and are immersed in a field of energy that connects everything and everyone as one. This field has been called many different things, source, God, the universe, but regardless of what you call it, one thing always remains true, and that's that this field holds great power. The field holds an amount of information that is unimaginable. It also holds great healing power. You can access powerful guidance and facilitate powerful healing through connecting to this energy. In my own life, I've had and witnessed some very profound experiences in myself and people I've met as a result of awareness to the connection that we have with this energy. I've seen people heal. I've seen people access information that they couldn't have possibly otherwise known. And it was all due to being aware of the gift that we've been given to access this power. Well, the work of our guest today, Janice Raftis, revolves around helping people access these gifts, specifically the gift of intuition. And as you'll learn in this interview, there is great and powerful guidance that can be found in accessing our intuition. So we'll talk all about what intuition is, the many benefits that can be found in accessing it, and just how we can connect with source energy to bring about healing and alignment in our lives. I hope you guys enjoy the interview. This is Janice Raftis. Janet Raftis is a healer, empath, and intuitive. She is certified in pranic healing, matrix energetics, and as a Reiki master. She has over 12 years of experience of helping others to heal and release limiting belief patterns. She also works with people, many who are also empaths, to develop their own intuitive gifts in a way that feels safe and secure. 
And if you're listening to this and wondering what an empath or intuitive is, don't worry because we're fortunate enough to have Jen here to teach us all about it. Janet, thank you for joining us on Awaken. Thank you so much, Brian. I'm excited to be here. Awesome. So before we get into uh, what empathic and intuitive abilities really looks like, I want to hear a little bit about your story of how you came to understand um, these abilities yourself. So everything that kind of led you up to that. And then we can kind of lead into what those those gifts and abilities are all about. Okay. Um, it's kind of a, a long and um, <laughs> and um, often off and on again type of story. When I was young, I was very sensitive. I could see energy. I could feel the emotions of the people around me. Um, it was very confusing because they would tell me they were fine, but I would sense that that was not the case at all. Um, and so I had, you know, up until I was probably around nine or 10, a, a very intense experience. I was very sensitive, very shy, um, so forth and so on, because, you know, the world was a very intense place for me to be. Um, around the time I was 10 or 11, probably I started to shut down and really numb out my gifts. And then by the time I was in high school, I was, I was really numbing out. And, um, so I really shut everything off then from that time, early adolescence until I was 32 and I got pregnant with my son. And at that point in time, you know, I stopped numbing and everything kind of opened back up again. And, um, and it was a very intense experience. Again, I started feeling everybody's emotions again. I started tuning into energy again. I started having a lot of, you know, very strong intuitive experiences that I couldn't ignore. Um, and I was as a result of them, especially of being an empath and feeling everybody else's energy and emotions, I was very exhausted, very drained all of the time. So that was when I started you know, trying to figure this stuff out. <laughs> yeah. So mm -hmm. I know some of the listeners are probably hearing empath and hear you say, I'm feeling other people's emotions and they're, they're mm -hmm. not quite familiar with what it is that you're, you're speaking to. So mm -hmm. at what point did you, uh, or how did you even realize that what you were feeling was someone else's emotions and not your own? And then maybe you can tell us a little bit about what exactly happens with an empath. Perfect. Yeah. So, um, I don't know, I don't even know when the term empath, like I knew what empathy was, but I don't think I even heard empath maybe until five or six years ago, but I knew that I was taking on stuff that wasn't mine. And so what would happen, especially after when I was 33 or four, when my son was a year old, I started doing Reiki as a way of trying to, to heal myself and figure out what was going on process trauma plus I had all of this other stuff going on and what I was noticing was that I knew when I mean one part is that I knew when people were lying to me I knew that they were telling me that they were okay I knew that I was feeling fine and then coming in contact with people they were telling me they were okay um, I could tell that they weren't in fact, okay. And I would know what they were feeling. They were angry. They were frustrated. They were jealous. They were whatever they were. And I would feel myself taking on that. Like, so I would be fine. And then all of a sudden I wouldn't be fine anymore. Um, I was also getting really tired from being around people and having these experiences. And so I knew, I don't think I even could have identified it initially exactly what was going on, but I knew that I was picking up stuff that 
was changing me. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So it must have been something where you uh, you started learning about it and then you started connecting the dots saying, these are some of the things that, that I'm experiencing. And then you started probably figuring that that being an empath is something that you are naturally. Um, so that brings me to my next question. Is this something that, that can happen to just anyone or is it is it just certain people that would that are kind of predisposed to to experiencing these sort of things um you know i've heard that um about 20 percent of the population is empathic about 20 percent on the other end of the spectrum is about is narcissistic sociopathic and then there's a whole spectrum in the middle of just kind of normal people mm -hmm. um I don't know if those how how correct or incorrect those numbers are. I know that there are a lot of people who have similar experiences mm -hmm. as me. Um, people who come to me and say, "I thought I was crazy. I didn't know what's going on." I mean, I've had people sit with me and cry when I have said, "You're an empath, and this is totally normal for you," um, because they're so relieved. I also know that there are some people who don't experience it. Um, I think a lot more ex people experience it than know they are experiencing it or know what is going on. And it's only recently become something that's really talked about. And so there are a lot of people who haven't identified themselves as empaths, but who know that they are sensitive and feel different than other people. Okay. So I want to take a step back here and put a little bit of a definition to it. How would you define an empath? Somebody who picks up the emotions of other people and carries them with him or herself. Okay. And do you do you have any understanding behind what why this happens in the first place? What well, what exactly is going on with with energy and with a person's energy that's causing them to to pick up someone else's emotions? So some of it is how sensitive the soul is who comes into physical. Um, some of us have come here to be more sensitive. Some of us have come here just to do something else, have a different experience, right? There's no right or wrong. But some of us have come in with a heightened antenna, so to speak. And those of us who have a heightened antenna have a tendency to be empathic. Not every psychic is empathic. Not every highly sensitive person is empathic even, but most empaths are intuitive and highly sensitive. Mm -hmm. um, I know now that it's a gift that I chose to have, especially because I'm a healer, and so it, it <laughs> greatly serves me to be able to feel what other people are feeling. And now that I know how to manage that, it is a, an amazing part of my practice and something that I really love. Awesome. So I want to definitely come back to your your practice as a healer, but I definitely do think that there's still a few terms that that mm -hmm. need to be a bit bit defined for for some of these uh, listeners that may not have come across uh, some of these topics. So next, uh, the next word that I want to put a definite definition to is uh, intuitive or intuition. How would you uh, how would you explain what that is? So intuition is being able to connect into, read, or translate subtle energies. Subtle energies being energies that aren't readily visible to the naked eye, or it doesn't have to just be sight. It could be touch, hearing, etc. So when I say subtle energies, like 
being able to read them because really it's being able to translate information that's in the field. Um, so a psychic might see or a medium, let's use a medium because most people are familiar with mediums. Mediums are able to see spirits who um, are either stuck on earth like ghosts or um, people who have crossed over, right? And um, a lot of people even who don't consider themselves psychic have had this type of experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but that's a subtle energy. It's not an energy that everybody sees. It's not the same as you walking across my line of vision is not the same as a spirit walking across my sign my line of vision right mm -hmm. so the spirit walking across my line of vision is a subtle energy that I'm able to perceive even though it's not considered quote-unquote physical mm -hmm. does that make sense definitely definitely so just do it to recap there um, and then you can you can fill in any gaps if I miss anything um, but an intuitive is essentially someone that can uh, perceive these these subtle energies that others or not everyone is able to to perceive does that is that a fair uh summarization yeah that's perfect awesome so coming back to uh to your work and what it is that you you help people do i know that it kind of uh branches off into to two different uh types of work and it's the healing and the the intuitive development so i definitely want to kind of touch on both of those things so why don't we start with um Let's start with the healing. Mm -hmm. What, uh, when you say healing, what, uh, what sort of symptoms are you healing, healing people from and in what, uh, what practices and strategies are you using to do so? Okay. So I do something that's called energy healing, which means that I work with subtle energies. Mm -hmm. Um, I serve as a channel for the healing energies that are, all around us. So the energy of the field, um, you could call it spirit, you could call it God, you could call it the matrix. Um, but that field that connects and unites everything that is, is also um, full of frequencies that are healing and uh, an energy healer serves as a channel for those frequencies. So I um, am able to allow those energies to move through me and out of my hands and into the energy field of the person I'm working with, whether I'm with the person or we're doing it remotely, it works the same both ways. Mm -hmm. um, and through that, we are able to take higher vibrations or frequencies and introduce them to denser frequencies that are causing blocks, whether that's physical, emotional, mental, spiritual, and affect a change in the denser vibrations that may be manifesting as discomfort, illness, disease, so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. So, yep. Was there, was there something else that you're going to add there? Um, it just that um, it works in different ways, but basically you can imagine that if you have like a sore shoulder, right, something has happened, maybe maybe there's a ligament that's stretched or pulled, right? Mm -hmm. And so what happens there is that the energy condenses, it becomes denser and constricted. And with energy healing, you will introduce a frequency to that, that will allow the energy to move and repair itself. And from that healing occurs. But the person who is receiving the healing is actually the one that is doing the healing. Mm -hmm. The healer is not really 
creating the healing. The healer is the channel for the healing. Sure, some of us are very skilled at facilitating it mm -hmm. and become more skilled at facilitating it over time, but it's truly up to the person receiving to be able to receive. And there's a lot that goes into that, mm -hmm. but does, mm -hmm. does that make sense? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I think uh, a, big, a big point that, that um, builds on that is that this is something that someone can learn to do for themselves. They don't necessarily have to rely on someone else to to channel these healing energies. Um, so I know for me, I've uh, I've had some experience with, with energy healing, and I don't need any convincing. Um, <laughs> and I mean, what whichever way we play, there's there's always going to be skeptics out there, and I'm sure you would agree with that, Janet. Mm -hmm. But um, what are the what are some of the experiences that you've had that has really reaffirmed your belief and the belief in your patients that that some of these modalities work? Um, you know, so 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 many of my clients who have come to me with anxiety have noticed that's probably the most common thread, and they've noticed like complete relief from the symptoms of anxiety. Um, I've had some clients who even were had such anxiety that they couldn't sleep and were having nightmares and so forth and so on, and that has shifted for them. Mm -hmm. um, but I'll give you, you know, one of, and one of the sort of like miracle, you know, um, situations is that I had um, a client um, who was referred to me. Uh, it was a remote session. Um, he was a skeptic. For sure. Um, and um, so for remote sessions, I channel the healing and I make a recording for the client. So it's, you know, a, a, a description of what is what I'm doing, as well as messages that are coming from spirit. And so he received the healing um, and then he got the recording and he listened to the recording again. And this particular client had had an operation to remove a tumor in the, on the side of his face. And when they took the tumor out, they cut the nerves causing what the doctor said was irreparable damage. Mm -hmm. And um, so he had paralysis on one side of his face. And after the session, after listening to the session, he experienced mm, partial, <laughs> um, uh, regaining of the nerves mm -hmm. in his face. So he regained partial movement in his face. Awesome. So, awesome. which is amazing. Right. And he yeah. was like, I'm he was like, I was a skeptic. Mm -hmm. I was a skeptic. And now I believe, you know, um, there was a dog that I worked on who had, um, such bad arthritis that, um, he couldn't use his two back legs and after the session, his owner came home and let him out back and he started running around the yard. So <laughs> miracles do happen. And, and dogs and children or animals and children actually tend to be much more open than adult humans. Yeah. But, um, but no, those are a few examples. That's very yeah. interesting. I haven't heard too many, uh, too many stories of energy healing with pets, although I, I don't see why, why it wouldn't make sense. But I think, yeah. uh, one thing that, that I like about hearing that story is that um, even still, like, of course, again, there's going to be people that are skeptical until they experience it firsthand. But yeah. for to, to see an animal to go out and, and show signs of, of improvement is, is so powerful because I'm sure there are some people that's thinking that um, 
that's some of the experiences that that humans have had with energy healing might have just been a placebo but i mean that's the the conversation of a placebo is a, is a whole nother topic um right. but again i think there's there's a lot of power in in just sharing some of these experiences that that has happened as a uh, as a result of energy healing and then hopefully we can we can help uh, more and more people see that um that some of these strategies have some some effectiveness behind them because they're they are really really powerful yeah they are and you know interesting too it's just that both of those sessions were remote and with the dog i was actually working with another woman too we were all three in different locations and you know and we we did it we had no idea what happened with the dog and then the owner reached out and said oh my god the dog is running around the yard you know so it's I, I think it's um, really interesting to note, too, that some, sometimes even in these remote sessions, you might think like, oh, it won't be as strong or this and that, but it is just as powerful mm-hmm. as being with the person or the animal. There you go. Yeah. All right. So next, I want to uh, to dive into the topic of intuitive abilities, because I'm sure uh, sure once we, we kind of talk about well, what's possible with them and, and what are the benefits to having them. Um, there's going to be a whole bunch of listeners with on their mind, how do, how do I do this for myself? How can I develop these abilities so that I can tap into to these benefits? But let's start with just that. What are some of the, uh, what are some of the, the practical benefits of having intuitive abilities? I don't think that there's anything that can't be benefited by having intuitive abilities personally um, because using your intuition helps you to make aligned decisions that are for your best and highest good. Um, They help you to connect with the right people. They help you to find the right jobs and opportunities. Um, It helps you to know what your truth is for your best and highest good. It helps you to know how you are doing um, in all ways. Um, Health with respect to health, um, your mental state, your emotional state, so forth and so on. It, it helps you to connect more deeply and more fully with other people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's, there's nothing <laughs> that won't benefit. It helps you eat better. It helps you to understand your pets better. Um, I could go on and on. <laughs> there you go. I think it just comes back to a very common uh, saying, and it's knowledge is power, right? And, and this is just a form of knowledge essentially is it is it's you know it's the most ancient wisdom really you know um there was a time when humans in general were very 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 connected to their wisdom and um to spirit and you know um a lot you can look even at some of the so-called primitive tribes and see how they're interacting with spirit and how they still live with that connection we have been um, in a lot of ways in the the quote unquote age of reason, right? Mm-hmm. We've really moved away from that and into, you know, it's mind, 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 mind over matter, mind over body, so forth and so on. And, you know, ultimately what, what can happen in those situations, not always, but what can happen is that we end up hurting ourselves or we end up making decisions that we regret, mm-hmm. so forth so on whereas in intuition and anybody can develop their intuition 
Um, anybody can. And that doesn't necessarily mean being psychic. You don't have to be psychic to make good decisions for yourself. You don't have to. In fact, it's not about seeing the future. We mm -hmm. all have free will. Mm -hmm. It's about understanding what's right for you in the moment. And our body is always, always giving us messages about what is right for us, what feels best for us, what's not right for us. The issue is us. We override the signals we get from our body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I, I guess uh, the the biggest point we can make is that there's a lot of profound guidance that can be found in one's intuition. Mm -hmm. And that begs the question, how do we tap into it? But I think one of the... Uh, one of the the things that we have to address to to first tap into it is like you messaged the the things that we do to to prevent our ability to to access this guidance. So, what um, what are some of the things that that get in the way of our ability to to access our intuition? Because I think um, one of the things that has resonated with me is uh i forget who said it but they said it's not so much about what we need to learn as it is what we need to unlearn right so, that is so true yeah, yes so what are some of those things that um that prevent us from from accessing this this uh this gift that that again is a a, a deep sense of guidance mm -hmm. um typically anything that includes the word should in it. <laughs> um, I should listen to that person because that person has studied this or because they work in this or that person knows better than I do or I can figure this out in my head. When we're weighing options with our mind, that doesn't necessarily mean because what's good for you is not necessarily good mm -hmm. for me. We're mm -hmm. two different people, right? On two different paths. And so what one person, we do this a lot in that we think, um, so for instance, I'll use an example from my business, which is, um, as an energy healer, we've been talking about an intuitive development coach. I have had a couple really great business coaches, um, whom I love very much and who teach really, really awesome stuff. Um, but something that I had to learn as I was working with my business coaches is that not everything that they teach me is right for me, right? Yes, they have the most up-to-date information on what's working for funnels and this and that mm -hmm. and blah, 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 right? But if it doesn't feel right to me, if it's not what lights me up, if it doesn't what feels aligned for me, then it then it's not going to work necessarily in the same way for me. Now you have to be able to distinguish between am I in resistance? Do I just not want to do this? Right? Or is this truly what is going on? But being able to take our own wisdom over that of somebody else who is not us. That's what is what it really comes down to. Mm -hmm. We're just taught that there are experts and that the experts are always right. Mm -hmm. And you can learn a lot from experts. But that doesn't mean that everything an expert's doing is what's right for us. All right. So I guess what you're essentially saying is we have to learn to trust ourselves because that exactly. tends to be that tends to be a, a huge block from my experiences. And it's uh, it's so true, I think, that that we if we we lack our trust in our own self, then no matter how that guidance appears, we're not going to uh, we're not going to identify it as truth. 
Right. Right. And we're really taught not to trust ourselves. Like this is something that happens in our society. Mm -hmm. We're taught to not be so sensitive Mm -hmm. to, you know, (laughs) that, that we don't have an imaginary friend or that we don't know what we're talking about or the adult knows better than us. Or I mean, right on and on. We're constantly taught to um, the teacher knows best, but you know, all these things. And what that does is it undermines our ability to trust. So we feel something, and I mentioned this with empathy when I was growing up, so I could tell if somebody was just really mad, but on the surface, the person's like, oh, hi, no, everything's great, I'm doing good, blah, 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 but then underneath, there's this undercurrent of anger. And what that does to somebody who's sensitive to those things, and this is, I'm using an example of sensitive people, but there are examples across the board, right? Is it caused me to not trust the impressions I was getting of the world, mm-hmm. which is very confusing. Sure. So as children, we're given very mixed messages in all different kinds of ways um, about what what we're receiving, what we are perceiving in our environments. Cool. So that uh, <laughs> that brings me to to kind of what was most exciting for me uh, in in preparing for for my chat with you because I know mm-hmm. that you're a intuitive development coach. So. Mm-hmm. Where do we begin? Let's say I was uh, someone approaching you and said, Janet, I, um, I think I can do this. I, I, I believe in it. Where, uh, where do I start? How do I start to, to cultivate and manifest these abilities? Yeah. So the first thing, I mean, the first thing that you can do from the comfort of your own home by yourself is to learn to tune into your inner wisdom. Um, So this is actually very simple, um, but it can take, I mean, we've been taught to ignore our bodies. Um, So for some of us, it can take a little while to get used to listening to the body, but basically bodies are always telling us yes or no, always. And when we listen, we can get that information. Our higher selves, our soul energy communicates with us through our body and our body will tell us if something feels aligned or not. So what we can do is we can get quiet We can go within, we can find a nice, steady, gentle breath, we can feel ourselves in our body, and from that place of tuning in and noticing our body, noticing what's going on, we can bring a question in, we can ask ourselves that question, and we can allow our body to share with us what what is most aligned with us. So for example, if you... um, have been introduced to somebody who is going to help you with your show, somebody who's going to make an investment and going to help you out. And everybody's been telling you amazing things about this person. This is the person who's going to save you, who's going to like blow you up, right? You're really excited about this. This sounds really phenomenal. Then you go and you meet the person, you shake his hand and you're like, something doesn't feel right. Mm -hmm. Right now, typically we get those impressions and then we shoo them away. We're like, no, 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 everybody said that this was the most important, you know, this is going to be an amazing opportunity, so forth and so on. Then three months down the road, we're like, oh, my God, I knew it, right? Well, what we can do is we can sit with that person, situation, question, opportunity. We can, we can sit with it. We can get quiet. We can go into our bodies. We can bring that question into our bodies, and our bodies will give us an answer. And typically, if it's a yes, the body feels expansive in some way. So I feel it in my heart chakra. 
So when I get a yes in my, I feel my heart open up, my shoulders kind of go back. I feel like an expansion energy that happens in me. I might even start smiling. A lot of people feel in their gut. And there's a reason that we have an ex the expressions gut instinct or he felt it in his gut. We say that good businessmen use their gut instincts, right? So people are using their intuition. Mm -hmm. The gut instinct, when you get that you know, for somebody who gets that yes, it's like it lands in there and it's like you get this expansion with it of a yes, like that feels good. When it's a no, there's a constricted energy. For me, again, it's in my heart chakra and I kind of, I feel myself kind of curling in a little bit. My shoulders might hunch a little bit, right? Come in. Um, some people feel it as a tightness in their guts. Some people feel it in their neck or shoulders. But we'll always feel it. And if we tune in, we can notice it. And we can start to cultivate that relationship of taking the time to ask the questions. And at some point, as we dialogue with our body in this way, it will become automatic. We'll just know. Like I know now that I've been doing having this practice for a long time, I know my yeses and my noes almost immediately. Like in the moment, I know. And I'm able to make a decision right then and there. Now, Initially, I would have to say, I need a little time to think about it, but I wouldn't think about it. I would sit with it. I would feel it in my body. Mm -hmm. I would allow my higher self and my body to communicate to me what my inner wisdom wanted me to know. And that was such a good explanation, I think, of a, a practical strategy and, and practice that we could we can take on to uh, to progress our abilities to to tap into our intuition. Is there uh, is there any next steps that come to mind with uh, with some of the people that you work with? Is there is there more advanced uh, uh, practices or anything that that comes after that sort of thing? Absolutely. So as you as you move more into intuitive development, you can definitely start working with the psychic senses, um, which are, you know, most people know what clairvoyance is. I usually say it's like the most famous of the psychic senses, right? That's known as, as clear seeing or psychic seeing. Um, but there's also clairaudience, clair, which is psychic hearing, claircognizant, which is psychic knowing, um, clairsentience, which is psychic feeling, and um, finally clairgustance and clairalliance, which are psychic taste and psychic smell. So all of these psychic senses are, you can learn to use them to understand the non-physical and read the subtle energies. And, and most people, you know, I think everybody is born with the ability to become intuitive. Some of us are more connected to it early on, but everybody has the ability. Most of us are, in my experience with my clients and people that I have worked with or connected with, most people have at least one intuitive sense that they don't know they're using. And even identifying and starting to work with the, that intuitive sense can start to open up the others. And so, yes, and then once you start working with the psychic senses, I mean, there's really no end to what can happen. I still, I mean, I've been working in this field for 13 years, and I am still blown away often at new experiences, new things that are unfolding for me. I mean, I started having the experience of um, psychically like psychically reading textures. I don't really know even how to say it. And I don't think that there's a name for it, but it's like I can psychically understand textures. And that's just something that opened up, you know, within the last year. 
And there are other things like that where I never even would have thought like, wow, this is so cool. And when I'm doing my healing sessions, I'm like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Like it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. And it's so much fun and it's so valuable. <laughs> you know? That's awesome. All right, Janet, that brings us into our last phase of the interview, the ascending round. In this round, I give you a series of questions, some of them fun, some of them for tidbits of wisdom, and some of them for practical advice. Are you ready for them? I'm ready. Okay, so the first one is a book that you think everyone should read at least one point in their lives. Well, I'm going to give you one that every woman should read, and that is a book called Reveal by a woman named Megan Watterson, which is an amazing book about becoming spiritually naked. And why do you think that applies primarily to women? Um, Well, it's written by a woman with a woman's perspective, um, and it talks a lot about the divine feminine. I do think that a lot of men could benefit from it as well, but it is one of those books that really help women to reclaim their divine worth. Okay. This one should be interesting. I always love asking uh, this question with uh, with people of your kind, your line of work, and it's how would you describe your job to a child? Oh my gosh! Well, you know what? I think it might actually be easier to describe my job to a child. <laughs> <laughs> I would um I would tell the child, and I I have I have told children that I have the ability to connect with with God or spirit, depending on the child's background, um, to, um, see things that are not, um, visible to most people's naked eyes. Nice. Kids tend to get it. (laughs) There's, there's no, uh, there's no blocks there, right? There's, uh, they haven't been fed all those, uh, all those beliefs and thoughts that prevent us, prevent them from tapping into the, uh, their spiritual sides. Yep, definitely. They usually have a story that comes with it. Oh, I know that. That happened. That's like. Let where... me introduce you to my imaginary friend. <laughs> totally. <laughs> Janet, what is one mission or goal that you have for yourself that you've yet to achieve? Um, I'm creating a, a certification program, or will be creating a certification program soon, that will be to help healers really um, embrace their ability to hold sacred space, feel confident as healers, trust their intuition, and develop all of that in a way that will allow them to be empowered and dynamic healers. And there will also be a book that goes with that. Awesome. Nice. So, of course, when when I put up the show notes, I'll have a link to your website so everyone can stay connected with you if they're interested in, uh, in the taking part in that course there. Thank you. And the last question for today, Janet, is this. Imagine I were to hand you a microphone, but this is a special microphone because everything and anything that you say through this microphone will be heard by the entire world. What do you say through it? Trust your inner guidance. Awesome. Janet, I want to thank you so much for your time. Before you go, though, I know that you uh, you had a free gift that you were uh, willing to offer our listeners. you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. So um, the free gift that I have is an inner wisdom gift bundle. Um, It includes an energy clearing meditation. So it's a 15 minute meditation to, you know, help you relax, reset, re-energize your energy body. It also has um, a um, 
written out the meditation that I shared earlier about trusting your inner wisdom, tuning in for your body's yes or no. And then there's also a webinar in there um, in which I talk about the energy of an empath and what it means to be empathic and, and how to work with that. So any of the three pieces alone are great and um, all together it's even better. Awesome. I know I speak for our listeners when I say that we do appreciate your, your generosity. Janet, if, uh, if one of our listeners wanted to find out a little bit more about their work, where would be the best place to connect with you? Sorry, your work. <laughs> Through, um, the only way I get more about their work from my work um, <laughs> would be through my website. So that's JanetRaptis.com, and I know you're sharing that. Um, there's a contact form through through my website that they can email me from. Awesome, Janet. Thanks again so much for your time. I'm sure uh, I'm sure that our listeners took a lot of information away from it, and you uh, you're probably yeah you're you're the first of um this kind of line of work that that i've had on the show so um it was definitely in my opinion a good introduction to uh to a lot of the topics that we we discussed today thank you so much brian it's been really great chatting with you great take care janet you too ascenders that's it for my interview with janet raftis i hope you enjoyed it and i hope that if some of these concepts and ideas were new to you we're able to present you with a, a good introduction, an understanding of how beneficial and powerful connecting to source energy and our intuition can be. And if maybe you've already began to explore some of these ideas for yourself, and you've already started to experience and feel the truth behind them, then I hope that listening to this conversation allowed you to take another step with being better able at accessing your intuitive and your innate gifts so don't forget to pick up the freebies that janet mentioned she had for us you can do so at the show notes for the episode which can be found at www.togetherweascend.com forward slash awaken nine ascenders thanks again for tuning into awaken if you haven't yet already we would love and appreciate if you left us a review on iTunes, which you can do so at www.togetherweascend.com forward slash iTunes. Again, thanks for listening. Until the next episode.